Podcasting from a sex writing cave from somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer, a weekly podcast where we discuss creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer podcast is hosted by me, Kayla Lords, and Molly Moore. We're two sex bloggers who have more ideas than time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a break. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smut lancing career to a new level, join the Smut Lancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with an entire community of other people who do what you do and want to get paid to do it too. Head to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. OMG, it's been a hot minute since we've been here. I feel like we like ran away from home and are just now coming back. Hi, Molly. Hi, Kayla. <laughs> so for the record, anybody listening, we, Molly and I, have talked all the damn time. We just haven't talked to uh-huh. y'all <laughs> in all of this. So we took an impromptu break. Technically, we're still taking yeah. a break. We committed to one more uh, episode in 2020. Oh, this one is it. If you've read the title, you know what we're talking about. Um, we are going to be on break until January. Part of that is we're taking a break at the end of the year. Thank you very much. Um, but part of that is we want to rework what the podcast is going to be and what it's going to look like and sound like and what we're going to talk about. And so we need time to figure that out. So that is where we've been, where we're going to be, how things are going. But it did not seem right uh, to not talk about goals and planning for the next year at the end of what has been a hellacious year. <laughs> I mean, I show of hands, who's ready to see the back of 2020? That, yeah, definitely ready. Um, I have some fear about it, though, too. It's, a, it's been a weird year for sure like the bit the bit that worries me is that i feel like there's that tendency to stray into that thought of like oh my god thank let this year be over thank god let it be a new year and we can all start fresh and it'll all be better and my fear is that it won't really be better like not this this shit storm is not just gonna suddenly be like oh it's january great you can all like it everything's going to be okay um and so like my worry is that we're all going to be like oh thank god and actually then it's just it's going to carry on I know that's not a very uplifting thought but I I think for me it's important about being realistic that actually really it's just a number on a piece of paper that we've all agreed to that um it's a social construct and actually nothing really actually changes um and in the state of the world situation, um, you know, coronavirus isn't going to vanish in January. Um, and so I think for a lot of people, life is going to continue to be really, really challenging. And so I just have that worry of like, don't put too much onto that whole kind of like, well, it's a new year and ta-da. Um, but yeah, I think this topic is really good because I think obviously planning looking back and planning forward can help you to harness that newness and be like okay so yeah the world's still on fire but like I made a good plan for my blog my business my freelance work my whatever um but yeah that's my little fear of it it's like you know it's not nothing just suddenly changes no and I I agree I um I have often sort of struggled, like I don't make New Year's resolutions because if I didn't start it in December, why would I start it in January? Um, I do think it's good to have some kind of marker of I stop, maybe I stop a thing and start a thing or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what do I want to do next? And I think the the reality here is however this conversation ends up flowing, because y'all know we we're just going to open our mouths and start talking. Um, I think this will work for any time. I think the things mm-hmm. we're doing individually and as the smut lancers um, are things that you could do in the middle of June if you wanted. So, you know, mm-hmm. for me, I don't think that when I'm watching the news and seeing how things are going here in the U.S. with coronavirus, and yes, it's, if you are from not the U.S., it is as terrifying as it looks. Um 
for me, I think this year will really start when vaccines are more widely available. And that'll be like that fresh start. But that could be April. That could be May. That could be February. Like it could be who knows. Um, I will say when we're talking about this, because everything Molly said was completely accurate, I think it's important to be kind to ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. If you need this changing of a calendar to get you excited again about the things you want to do, then use it and celebrate it and go for it. If you're like, mm, nothing about my life is going to change from you know, mm-hmm. December 31st to January 1st, I'm not feeling it, then skip it until you do have that feeling and you do have that urge. Um, let's start with, I know my process, I am really bad about looking back on things. I am absolutely a head forward, eyes forward. Oh, that thing happened back then. I can almost never remember what day we did what. <laughs> but I do think it's important, even though I don't do it very well, to look back at what you did do. Because it's very easy. I I know this happens to me a lot. It's very easy to think you didn't do anything. And then when you actually Mm -hmm. objectively look back and go, oh, wait, no, I I got some stuff done this year. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say that could easily be part of the whole process if you want to make it a process. I know for me, I'm looking back and saying, okay, this is what we got done. What still needs to be completed to maybe get to the next stage of whatever that goal is? What else do I want to do? That's really how I tend to do it. I'll look back at what I did if I look back at all and they'll go, okay, what else do I want to do? Do you do any sort of planned, purposeful looking back or... So, okay, it's interesting because I would say mostly in the past, like I it, I wouldn't have, it wasn't a um, planned thing. It was something that as the year kind of drew to a close, I would find myself going back in my head and pondering over those things and going, okay, well, yeah, I did those things. That was good, da, 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 da. Last year, I think, was the first time I really sat down and, looked did it in a more uh, focused way um one of the things I did towards the end of last year was I wrote down everything that I do um and kind of like major project wise and then obviously work wise like people who I work for clients that I have so they were like all in one thing and then there was like you know like other projects that I do so obviously there was like my blog and then there was kink of the week on there and simple Sunday and da, 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 and all these other projects that I was involved with and because I'd got to a space where I was like I have too much and so it was a, a whittling down process and so by writing that list it was like oh okay well like I actually do a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> like it was like I you know it but like seeing it written down writing it out was like huh well look at that no wonder I don't have any time for anything um and so that helped me to kind of prioritize and shift a bit and and actually just give some things up just say I'm not doing that anymore that's the end of that um and so I think that that was an interesting process that's made me think that maybe doing something like that can be really constructive. But I think that I agree with you. It doesn't have to be something you do at the end of the year. And I would say that I think it's been something that I have been doing in my head for the past, what are we now, December. So I probably started doing it kind of september time as autumn came around. We're starting to really think about like, what were my priorities? What had I done? And it was funny because... I was weirdly thinking about us recording this subject um, this morning, even though then I completely forgot that we were doing it some, at some point during the day, which is super weird because this morning I knew we were doing it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what happened in those intervening time, but I was thinking about it this morning. Um, and that made me kind of have a think back across this year. I think the weird thing about this year is that, like, I feel like I – it's been the most frustrating year. It's been an awful year from hell in many ways. There's been some horrendous things happened in the world and some fairly unpleasant effects on my life as a result of that, on my personal life, but also on my work life. 
But then I look back and I actually have really somehow managed to pull that all together and have made some pretty significant business strides for me. Like I really have. I'm in a place where I have more work than I had before, like um, those things. And so I was like, huh, you know what? Actually, despite it being the year from hell, professionally, my business-wise, it's actually been a pretty good year all round. Like, obviously, cancelling Eroticon and all the fallout from that, so that kind of space from, like, whatever that was, like, mid-March through to kind of the end of April, you know, the fallout from that and having to get that all sorted out and um, do that in a way where people were happy and... um that was like a lot of absorbing work that, you know, it's not like anybody's paying you for that, actually. You're just trying to salvage this thing. And um, and at the same time, like, you're scared and the world is changing in a way that you can't understand. And it was super, super stressful. But then from then on, I feel like actually I've kind of, despite the fact that it's been a horrible year and certainly been a horrible, quite, oh, I want to say horrible year for me personally. And then actually, yes, I've, I've had some amazing joys this year as well, you know, meeting some new partners and stuff like that. But I guess, you know, also being separated from, from the trauma all the time has been really hard. And so like, there's like these two contrasting things happening and it's really easy to lose sight, I think, of the gains or the positives that you've made or done in that time because there's been this massive overshadow of the year from hell which has been without a shadow without so yeah i feel like it's interesting to like suddenly thinking that today and realizing that actually i have made huge strides professionally i was like oh okay i've like suddenly felt like that like keep going like it just gave me that feeling of like keep going like you've got this you are building something and you've done all these things and you know a lot of the time there's that real sense of which I'm sure you get to there's it's a kind of cross between like imposter syndrome and having being a busy person like me having lots of different things going on having multiple clients all these things where you end up being like you're almost lurching kind of from like even though you've got your plan and your week you're always like um and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and so having that look back and going you know what I've actually done a good job through all that um so yeah it was a good thing and so I think having some time to look back on your year and being a bit critical and when I say that, I don't mean, I mean being critical in the sense of like giving it a long, hard look and being a bit harder on yourself and saying, in the sense of saying, no, you have got things done. Like you have achieved tons of stuff. Have you, you know, moved mountains? Maybe not, but maybe that's not what you ever planned to do. So to kind of cut yourself a break. And so when I say be critical, I think be critical of the voice that says you didn't do enough is be critical of that voice and go, no, you know what? That's not actually true. I actually did all these things. I achieved these things. And even if all of that was you wrote one blog post a week, then you know what? Fucking yay. Be, be Give yourself a pat on the back for that. So I think looking back and celebrating what you've achieved, even if it maybe wasn't what you set out to do, I suspect that all of us in those moments, if you really look at it long and hard, have done more than you realise that you've done, especially in a year like this. I agree completely. Two things stand out. And one uh, more directly to, to what you just said was that, you know, I think when we make goals or we make plans we tend to give ourselves either some kind of deadline or some kind of, this is what I'm gonna do this month, or this is what I'm gonna do this quarter, or this is what I'm gonna do this year. And we look at the destination that we've maybe written down or we've got in our mind as the thing to do. And we forget that the way we get there is what we 
the baby steps we're taking along the way so that even if you don't achieve that goal you wrote down, looking back to see what you did do, first of all, that moved you towards those goals, even if it was at a slower pace than you anticipated. And if all we do is measure ourselves by the completed big goals, it's easy to miss the small things that we managed to mm-hmm. do. So if your big goal, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out something like just random. Your big goal was to make $10,000 this year with your freelance writing. But last year you made like $100. So first of all, that was a massive goal and good on you for having big goals. But let's look at what you actually did. Instead of going, oh, well, I failed because I didn't make $10,000. Go back and say, okay, how many times did I pitch? How many pitches got accepted? What, you know, is my pay rate going up? Am I pitching better paying places? What did I actually do this past year? Okay, great. Now, how does that inform what I try to do for the year going forward? So there's a lot of benefit to looking back and to realizing that it's not about hitting that end goal thing that you wrote down on a piece of paper back at the end of 2019 when we were all innocent, okay? And we did not know what this year was uh-huh. going to offer us. Uh-huh. Um, that it's, it, we've got to recognize that just continuing to move forward and work on the things that matter to us, even in small ways, still gets to count as a success. And quite frankly, I don't think... Like Molly, I'm pretty sure you didn't exactly have on your goal list for 2020. I will, you know, have two more clients or I will make this much more money. You were just in there doing the work and those opportunities were arising and you were able to snatch them up because you were in there doing the work. And so being in there doing the work is the success from the year before, whatever that looks like to an individual. The other thing that Mm -hmm. you said earlier that I wanted us to touch on, and I found this to be super important for myself last year as well, which is looking back on all the things you did, and it's not just about what you will do going forward, it's what you won't do anymore. Like being willing and less afraid to let shit go. What is not serving you? What is taking up too much time? What is not moving you towards your goals? and, and And it's not something that you are in love with doing. If it's something you love doing and it makes you happy to do it, it doesn't have to feed into your goals. It doesn't have to have a purpose. But if it if you're looking at what you do and it's all, let's say, related to your smut lancing life and you're not loving it and it's not helping you, then why the hell are you doing it? Part of setting yeah. goals for the year ahead or some time period ahead is to let go of things that, that don't suit you. I do a version of that every year um, on a small micro level. So what I will do is I will look at the things that I'm doing that I know I want to do in the year forward. And I will say, okay, what within here does not work? So one example is in Loving BDSM, we have a Patreon over there. Every single year we tweak the tiers. What did we try to do this past year that I don't want to do anymore or didn't work? It didn't grow the the membership or whatever. And I mm-hmm. will remove things and change things around. And we've now done it so often that, yeah, I tell people, I kind of give them a heads up. Hey, the tiers are going to change in the next year. But long-term people, they just roll with it. They're like, yeah, I know it's going to change. And that allows me to stop doing things I don't want to do anymore and to do something that interests me and excites me, but maybe does more for my audience. Um, I am getting better at looking back on the content I create and going, do I really want to create this content anymore? Do I really want to keep making this thing or doing this thing? That will definitely be part of my plan when I sit down to look back and then look forward and figure out what I'm doing. But yeah, I think that that is as value... When you're tempted to add a bunch of things to your list for the year ahead in your planning session... Uh, figure out what you're going to take off the list. Because if you add a whole bunch of stuff and you don't remove anything else, all you've done is made yourself mm-hmm. a very busy human being uh, with no time for rest and relaxation. And uh, like it or not, believe it or not, rest, relaxation, recharging, um, all of that is part of the process to be able to achieve these goals. If you do not take time to just breathe every so often, you will not achieve your goals. Or when you do, you will be a husk of a human being who doesn't even care about it when you get there. Right. And just on that note, I want to say that 
uh, and this is like a shout out to the whole thing of like, you don't have to start in January because actually I think that's when things changed a little bit for me in, um, as I said, like I started kind of like looking back and forward was kind of September time. And one of those things was I realized that I was, and as we have discussed, like kind of burnt out in a lot of ways, actually not like necessarily so much with my client work, but with my blog and just uh, my creative side and just also trying to manage all this stuff. Um, like I just basically have like abandoned Kayla and apparently she still likes me for reasons that I will remain a mystery forever as far as I'm concerned because I don't get it. Um, I'd have fired me ages ago. Um, and like, and so I realized like things are, I was really struggling. And I think that and th actually really, I've been struggling for a year is the honest truth or certainly like most of this year for various different reasons. And then I've had moments where I've just been like, everything is fine. And look, I'm getting all this stuff done. And then suddenly like it all, I haven't been able to sustain that level of my own personal creativity. Um, but one of the things I realized was that I was spending lots of my downtime. So when I'm not sitting at my actual desk working, looking at my phone and I was like, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop just spending hours scrolling through to kind of doom scrolling through Twitter um, or looking at Instagram and just flicking between the two. Like I just, I don't even know what I'm looking for. It's just, it's, just I don't know don't ask me I don't know what's going I don't know what's going on and so I've made a real concerted effort particularly in the last let's say six weeks to stop myself doing that and I've been marginally successful and I am determined to be more successful at that um as this year finishes out and and into January next year and so some of the things that I've been doing I've started listening to more podcasts that are not work, business, improve yourself related. They're just like, I've been listening to murder, murder, most horrid, most, mostly crime. Um, and like, I found myself like, you know, infused and kind of addicted to buy it and it's made me want to write stuff, not about crime, but it's made me kind of think because they're, they were, they're told in a storytelling kind of way. So it got my head kind of back into that storytelling, like storytelling, you tell a good story is a great thing. And so just like, you know, that one simple thing has made me go, oh, you do still want to do this stuff. You do still love this stuff. Um, and on top of that as well, being absolutely no I'm going to read my book every day even if it's 20 minutes at bedtime or half an hour at bedtime I will not end the day having not read some of my book and I set out I feel I'm like rambling on now but anyway I set out this year um with the goal of reading 24 books this year because I had read Actually, no, I had listened to a podcast that said that if you listen to, if you read for half an hour every day, you can read a book in a week, apparently, or the average, if you're an average reader as in the speed that you read. Um, and there was this whole episode about how you can judge how quickly you read and like they tell you how to do it and da, 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 which I didn't actually bother doing because I just was like, oh my God, that sounds like a kind of like testing yourself and then going, oh, no, I'm like below it. Like, imagine finding out you're a slow reader. That would just, I'd have thought, oh my God, that'll just put me back before I've even started. So I didn't bother doing any of the testing bit because I was like, bugger that. I'm just going to assume that I'm not a ridiculously slow reader because I don't think I am. I assume that I'm probably average. I thought it was safe to assume that I was probably average. And so therefore, if their theory was right and you read half an hour a day, you can read your average book. And they did tell you, and I can't remember what it was, what they said an average book was, which I don't think was... Like I want to say it was like something like 280 to 300 pages. I think it was something roughly what they said an average book was like, which of course is an average. So I have certainly like one of the books I read this year was like 650 pages. So according to them, that's essentially two and a bit books. Um, so anyway, 
garbling on, I set out to read 24 books this year. And I got through this and I got bogged down in the summer and coronavirus and shut down and oh my God. And then a book that I got completely stuck on because I wasn't really enjoying it that ended up me taking like two months to read. And as a result, I've only read, uh, I literally tweeted about it today and I can't believe I've forgotten. I think I've read 14, um, which of course is 10 short of my goal. And I was like, you know what? But it doesn't matter. Like I didn't, I'm not going to read 24 books this year. That's okay. I read 14. Well done me. And actually I just finished another one and I'll start another one. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if I could get to 18 by the end of the year. Like it's possible. I would be happy with that. And so I think it's little things like that have been really important to me to take me out of that, like just spending way too much time on social media, just, you know, wasting that kind of time. And actually, I'm better off saying, you know what, I don't have it in me to write a blog post today, or I don't want to, I don't feel like taking photographs today. I'm going to read my book, because actually, that's a really good use of my time. Um, and also, suddenly deciding to do that in what, what October, November, like you don't have to wait to January. To, to say I'm going to start a new thing. Like, start it now. It's the, what is it? The 3rd of December. Start on Monday. Like, you know, I'm going to, as of from Monday, I'm going to do this new, I'm going to bring in this new little habit. Um, but however, if you really like the whole 1st of January new thing, then if that works for you, then do it then. But it doesn't have to be there. I think that's, you, you hit on something important that, that you've been doing and I've sort of been doing. I'm so forward focused so much of the time. I just, I don't do it as often as I should. But when you look at where you're at right now and you look back on what's been going on and if you're not happy with what you're seeing and you want it to be different, then you do something different within your different. within your means, within your, your capabilities, within, you know, the access you have to things. But it doesn't even have to be big things. Reading for 20 to 30 minutes a day is a, you know, is not the, I'm going to upend my entire life kind of change. It's the small little change that over time will have big benefits and you can do it at any point. And I think that that would be the thing I would keep in mind either right, like Molly said, right now, the moment you're hearing our voice, go ahead and do that. Or once you get past the first, let's say we're in February and you're like, oh, I wanted to, um, I'm considering this thing. Well, please don't think you have to wait till 2022 good <laughs> lord right like, please go ahead and like make make the changes that you think will benefit you or that you hope will benefit you or you want to benefit you make them as soon as you can and the other thing is just because you implemented a change whether at the first or where at whenever doesn't mean you have to keep it like you're gonna have an idea of a thing to try you're gonna try it and you might know pretty quickly if that works for you or or not, you know, the the thing that I feel like I, I spend a lot of time reminding people about, you know, when we're, we're talking as smut lancers, freelancers, bloggers, creative people who are making our own way and hopefully making some money along along the way. This is more of this is under your control than you realize. Like we don't report to bosses who tell us what we're supposed to do with every hour of our day in this work we're doing. So if something doesn't serve you anymore, stop doing it. And and I say that to my blogger friends out there who are going to say, but my readers expect blah, blah, blah. Okay, that is true. Uh, are your readers paying you money yet? If the answer is no, <laughs> then you are not necessarily beholden to them in that way. You can make a shift. You can do things differently. You can change your blog schedule. You can change your blog topic. I think if you change your blog topic, you should probably give folks a heads up, of course, but you get to control this. And so when something doesn't work for you, don't do it. When you wanna try something new, try it at any point in time. And so I think that the looking back portion um doesn't doesn't need to be kept just till december um it should be something we're kind of doing i wouldn't say on a regular basis i don't want to stress anybody out and go oh god i have to put that on my schedule now too but just every so often just see how far you've come you know pick a time period um 
one of the things I heard on a podcast that the moment I found it, it went on hiatus. That happened a lot this past year. I would find a podcast, love it. (laughs) And then like an episode later, we're going on hiatus. Of course you are, because it's 2020. But one of the podcasts I found were these little 10 minute episodes and they would answer a single question with like two bullet point kind of answer. And somebody was had written in and was asking about goals and how difficult they were finding it to maintain like an annual goal or keep up with their goals because 2020 was a dumpster fire. And the person mm-hmm. gave some advice that I have not been able to implement as much as I would like, but I can't stop thinking about, which is instead of making annual goals, they kind of looked at their work life and went, oh yeah, that's out the fucking window and they tossed it. And so what they, they're doing right now is making, um, they u- usually make quarterly goals and that didn't seem to be working in 2020. So they actually started making goals that were about six weeks at a time. Here are the things I'm gonna get done in the next six weeks. And it was a little bit like a little bit of a sprint. They do, maybe it wasn't the big, huge goal that would take a year. It was something that could feasibly be done in six weeks. They would do that thing, get to the finish line, ideally at the six week mark, but if it took longer, it took longer. And then they could look back and go, look at the thing that I've done. It's a smaller thing. It's, you know, it's a get this thing on your website finished. It's a write that, you know, ebook. It's a whatever it might be. But they gave themselves these these smaller timeframes to complete goals. And then they had more to look back on and go, I did get these things done. And mm-hmm. it made it feel, their, made their goals feel more achievable, more manageable, it took the pressure mm-hmm. off of coming up with some really big ideas of things they were supposed to accomplish. And that's the thing I really liked. When we, this past year, in case anybody has forgotten, we rebranded Smell Answers, we launched Obscene Ideas, and I did both a rebrand slash a launch of John Brownstone's new shop, The Kinkery. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, we I decided all that should happen at about the same time. Um, <laughs> But I treated those like mini goals when we, when I finally got started working on them because they'd been in my mind as these big, massive things that I wanted to do. But the bigger I let them feel in my head and on paper, the less able I felt to start working on them. Um, But when Mm -hmm. I created like bite-sized chunks of get this thing done by this day, work within this shorter time period. And we talked about that in a lot of past episodes please go back through the archive. That's where all that information is. Then I could get it done. And I thought that worked so well. I would rather for 2021, instead of having these big goals to achieve, I want to do sprints. I want to do quarterly goals. What am I trying to accomplish in the first quarter of 2021? And Molly and I have our own ideas of things. We've talked about mutually. Then there's things I want to do with John Brownstone. Then there's things I want to do for myself. Like there's all these things, but instead of, of getting, creating a goal that I can barely wrap my arms around. I want to pare it back a little bit, make it smaller, make it more actionable, give myself a definite time period to try to work through it and to do less all at once. That's the other thing I know I found when I have big goals for a new year is it's like, okay, I want to grow the blog by this many viewers. I want to make a whole new podcast. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I don't, And I say, I want to do that in the year that we're going into. And then I'm overwhelmed because I've got these big things I want to achieve. And I somehow my mind goes, oh, but clearly you have to start working on them all at the same time because you're going to need a whole year to get them done. Well, yeah, it would take me a whole year to get all of those things done if I decided to work on them all at the same time. Instead, it's like, okay, well, in the first quarter of the year or the first six weeks of the year, what would I like to work on? Okay, that's done. What am I trying to work on in this next time frame? That podcast I listened to, the advice they talked about was also in between goals, taking a little, like a little bit of a breather, maybe a week, two weeks to just breathe and go, look, you got through that thing. Now, rest and then ramp up to your Mm -hmm. next new goal. So as you're planning your year ahead, I know that's what I'm going to try to do. Like, you know, I've got to sit down and have conversations with Molly about what she and I want to do. And I've got to have conversations with John Brownstone about what he and I want to do. And then I got to figure out what I want to do. And then my intention is to 
not map it out so that like on in this month I'm working on this thing, but to just sort of have an idea of what is the priority for the things I want to get done. And so then I can give myself um, uh, definitive times to work on those things. So then I feel mm-hmm. less panicky that I'm not doing enough to reach my goals because I haven't started on that thing when I can look at my planner and go, oh, well, I said I wasn't going to worry about that till summer. So it can stay there and I don't have to think about mm-hmm. it. I've said it's going to wait. It's okay. Um, I am using planners, not as many as I used last year. Um, I have one that I really like for business planning called my PA planner. I will link to that in the show notes. I'm using it for business stuff. Uh, what I like about it is that it's got the calendar function. Great, but it's got a section on marketing plans, social media plan, content planning, uh, income expenses. Like it's a business planner. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm using and I hope to have it filled out or at least the first quarter filled out by the time January rolls around. Um, what are, what do you do and what do you think you anticipate that you will do, uh, as you plan for the future coming up? So my plan to plan (laughs) is basically what you're asking me. My plan to plan, um, is to, take some time over the Christmas period so one of the things about working in this industry with the clients that I work with and I suspect is similar for you is that actually weirdly Christmas time is a quiet time um like if you haven't done the do before Christmas you have missed your opportunity um and so it's actually a time where you can like be like actually I'm not really going to do much um there isn't much almost to do really um and so, like, I've tried to kind of be like, well, that, like, 10-day period, I'm going to spend some time sitting down, focusing on planning that out and thinking um, forward um, about what I want to do. Um, and so how am I going to plan to plan? Oh, that's kind of when I'm going to plan to plan how. Um, I have my planner. I have my circle planner, which I have bought my 2021 version in uh, spicy orange this year. It's so sexy um and it's in my drawer next to me at my desk i haven't even had really a chance to look at it yet but i will certainly be using that getting that out um and putting some stuff in there but i also am ordering the planner that you just mentioned as well because you have raved and raved and raved about that and so um when that arrives that will hopefully give me um some like structure and and I and use that as well to plan out some stuff. Um and I'm actually thinking about buying two um a bit like but just again on your um advice or uh you know how you use them um so that I can have one where I plan my um blog creative element of what i do and then one to plan more around client stuff our and building my business like side and those two things cross over but they're also like they're a venn diagram as opposed to like you know a perfect working machine so there's some crossover so i'm wondering whether to like have the two and plan those two separately but or rather than trying to kind of have like the only other way to do it would be to have the whole kind of like colored pens and be like you know well i write this is in where i've written in the blue is for me and where i've written in this is for that um i haven't quite decided on that but i do fucking need to get on and order that otherwise it's not going to turn up um so yeah that's my thoughts around that Apart from that, it's really to just, the other thing I plan to do as well is to sit down and do blog post idea thoughts brainstorming with a notebook, which I do on a semi-regular basis. Um, um, I always have my notebook anyway, where I write down blog ideas um, that just pop into my head. But to actually have those kind of times where I just sit down and go, 
okay, what's in my mind about things? And hemorrhage that out in a kind of word vomit into a, uh, a plat, into a notebook. Um, and the other thing that I often do as well is sit and look through my photographs that I've taken um, because lots of those I've taken and been like, oh, that was that thing. I must write that. I must write about that. And then I forget. And so actually to look through those pictures with my notebook and go, oh, that, that was a topic. That was a topic. That was an idea. That was a thing. I took that picture. Da, da, da. So that will be another thing that I will do. And then my third thing as well is that I have already decided to try to join in. I don't know why I just just strong strong arm the word try in there because that's not the right word i'm going to join in with uh violet's uh, january jumpstart um which is a month-long blogging meme thing to kind of get you going in january um and so one of my goals for christmas is not just planning but i want to i have decided i'm going to um, actually spend a bit of time just writing blog posts and getting them ready in the bank and being like, because I never usually do that. I write, write a blog post and I publish it. And so this is going to be a new venture for me where I'm going to try to write stuff and keep it like, you know, bank it basically. And then be like, right, well, I've written eight blog posts, so I've got X amount of content. Um and then also February Photo Fest will be coming um, straight after that, which is obviously my thing that I run. And that's definitely going to happen this year. And I also plan to, I hope, I say I've got a lot to do at Christmas now, <laughs> uh, to schedule or, you know, actually kind of put those all into drafts. That's um, a much easier prospect in a way because it's very image-based. So for a lot of them, it's literally just an image and... I might have a few words to say about it. I might have a quote. Um, so that's a slightly uh, less word-intensive prospect. Um, so, yeah, so those are my plans for planning and for, and for getting ready so that I can start January and be like, I am ready for this baby. Um so we'll see. And obviously there is the biggest question for me next year is Eroticon. Um, and I don't know. Like that's really, it's really hard because in a normal year I'd pl be planning that out. I'd know what was going to happen. And so planning 2021, I think is the, like one of the things is why I've learned from this year is to have plans, but also to have fluidity. Um, and there's going to have to be massive fluidity next year around that project because I don't know. I just don't know. Like the current world situation, it can't happen. However, it's due to happen in September. Well, that's nine months. Well, we'll be in January, nine months away. Seems like not out of the realms of the possibility that it could happen. And yet I'm nervous about committing to it. And so one of the things I need I need to do for me personally is to decide on a cut-off date for when that decision has to be made in order to give myself enough time to potentially put the show together, so to speak. Um, so that's going to require some thought and some tough questions that I need to answer. That's tricky because a lot of the answers are out of my hands because of the situation. Like, I don't get to influence most of that. I don't, I can't change whether coronavirus is going to, you know, basically go away as the year goes on because of vaccines. I got no, I mean, I've got a lot of skin in that game, but I've got no say in that. And so I'm having to just, the world's going to get to decide the answer to that. What I get to decide is when does that decision have to be made by? Oh my God, I've rambled on. It's okay. You give me so much to think about when when you do what you call rambling. And one of those things is the fluidity of it. That, that if 2020 has shown us nothing, 
it's that we have so much less control than we like to think that we have. Like we mm-hmm. want to think that we can control everything. And I say this as a control freak. Um, and we really don't because certain decisions are not up to us. They are up to the world around us. They are up to other people. Sometimes our mind wants to do a thing. Our heart wants to do a thing and our body or our mental health are, you know, there are parts of us that won't let us do things. And so I think mm-hmm. that, that fluidity is super important. I am not good at it at all, uh, but it is certainly something to work on. Another thing that I was thinking about is that, you know, we talk about, um, and I know you and I are going to have conversations about what do we want to do in 2021. We've already been having those conversations about what, Mm -hmm. you know, with some new ideas, but the thing that gets lost sometimes in planning goals for a, a new time frame, uh, for a fresh start or whatever, is that we think we automatically have to create goals that are brand new things where sometimes the goal is keep doing the thing you're doing and improve mm-hmm. upon it or find a system mm-hmm. that works for you or, you know, tweak some small thing about it. Maybe something you're not happy with. Maybe you're not as consistent as you want to be. Maybe you're not, um, you know, you're, you are struggling with ideas because I do the same thing. Usually when I'm blogging, I write it, I publish it like to, to blog ahead Mm -hmm. and to have things saved in drafts is not my normal way of, of operating, Mm -hmm. but that there is benefit to something like that. Um, so, Mm -hmm. you know, to those of you out there who can hear our voice, you don't have to come up with something brand new for it to be a valid goal. It can be a, you know what? My goal is to work on the thing that I'm already working on. Quite frankly, if, if you are a person who feels like your goals were derailed by 2020, there's not a damn thing wrong in going, okay, those are 2021 goals. We're going to keep working towards them. You know, it's not as always as sexy and exciting as let's do something brand new for the new year. But you know, I think it was the beginning of this year. God, time time has no meaning anymore. Um, I said that my word of the year, I'm considering if I want to do that for 2021, but for 2020, my word of the year was progress. I wanted to keep working on what I'd been working on and I wanted to make progress on that stuff. When I set a new goal, I wanted to see progress being made. You know, I, I ended up doing new things this year, but that wasn't part of my plan at the beginning of 2020. My plan was I've got these things I'm doing. Let's keep doing them and see if I can make them grow. Um, So don't, don't think you have to come up with something completely new and out of the box. Now, if there's something you can't Mm -hmm. stop thinking about, yeah, get it written down somewhere, get it down where you can come, come back to it whenever you need it. But um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, glamorous like that and it's it's valid and it's legit and hell just cross out the the second zero in your 2020 planner and call it your 2021 and say oh there's my list i got it i planned out i've done it i've done it yeah and you know what also remember it can be small like it could be the you can be like you know what i'm just going to keep doing what i do my current routine is really good but i'm going to i mean just go back to the reading thing as an example but I'm going to include the reading thing. I'm going to try and read 12 books, 15 books, whatever it is you decide. Like, that can be it. That's totally, like, you can just say, I've done it. There, that's my plan. That's the one thing I'm going to add in, I'm going to work on. Because the rest of the stuff comes as I roll with life and what gets presented and what gets offered to me. And I think that's very much been my my method up to kind of the end of last year. I have been like... I take the, because opportunities present themselves. So that's often the other thing is that you can't plan for that. You can't plan, be like, okay, well, in April, I'm going to be approached by a new client and I'm going to take that job. But like, uh-huh, uh-huh, it doesn't work like that. Um, suddenly they're in your email going, hey, I'm looking for someone to do this gig. Are you interested? You can plan of like, you know what, I'm going to try to pitch to more people or I'm going to approach more companies and ask them if they want to hire my services. Like that you can do, but you can't, sorry, Hudson had something to say. Um, You can't influence the outcome in the sense of like, you know, getting them to actually hire you. Um, And so 
for me often it's been and i think in the past very much i have just rolled with this is what i do and i just keep going and i'm open to the opportunities that come my way and then when they come my way i assess them like do i want to do it do i can i do it uh you know all those things and and when i say can i do it both as in do i have the time for it and also am i capable of doing it um so you know all those things and so it would be perfectly i think reasonable and actually i think might be really healthy to actually say you know what i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing because i'm doing a good thing but i am going to listen to a podcast every week or i'm going to you know i'm going to make sure i bake something every week or like whatever your thing is like maybe what you need to plan is time away from doing work maybe that's what you need to plan like that is actually a perfectly legitimate thing to sit down at the end of the year and do is to say you know what i'm not sitting down and planning my blog out or my work out or all those things because actually i'm i'm doing okay and i'm going to carry on with what i'm doing and build it as i go actually what i'm going to do is i'm going to sit down and plan out this uh, my other thing you know i'm going to plan out that i spend one afternoon a week taking photographs for myself or i'm going to spend you know one two hours of my weekend baking or whatever your thing is you know i'm gonna sew a new dress i'm gonna learn how to knit i i don't know what you want to do like that's your thing i can't knit um but that's a really good use of planning time and of your time like we spend way too much time planning work planning that stuff and actually not enough time planning the other stuff and actually i think if you put some efforts not the right word but um allow yourself to say actually i'm going to plan out these other things and i think actually some of the other stuff gets easier because you're a happier person you get to do fun things you're like you know what i i, I like that now because so and so days i always do this or you know whatever that might be re- how you want to structure your days. You might actually, what I'm going to do at the end of the year is sit down and plan how I structure my days so I can fit that in. I'm not planning what I do, but I'm going to plan when I do it. So I get to work for myself. And so, you know what? I've decided I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to work from eight till midday. And then the rest of the day is mine because I've done, you know, or or the afternoon is mine. And then I do a couple of hours in the evening, like, Maybe that's what you want to sit down and plan. You don't have to, planning doesn't have to be, I'm going to like plan all the business bits or I'm going to plan my blog or it could just be, um, I'm going to start doing Sudoku. (laughs) And to add to that, the other thing I would say is you don't have to plan 10 million things. I know I get planner Mm -hmm. happy. I'm like, oh, new year, new me, new start. I'm going to do all of these things. And they're exciting while they're still theory and I'm still in the planning mode. And then the new year comes and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do all of these things, huh? Okay, well, let's uh, change our entire way of eating, start that yoga, walk the dog more often. Oh, also, I'm going to do these 85 things before I start work because I heard that was going to help me calm down. And I'm actually overwhelmed, not because I'm doing too much, but because I've planned too much. You know, it's okay Uh to have a goal or a habit change or like there's, I think this temptation and it, I think it goes back to what you said at the very, very beginning. And maybe this is where we wrap it up. I think there's this temptation at the start of the year to change everything we've been unhappy with because it's it's a new yeah. year. So the whole world is clearly different because the calendar changed. Um, and yeah. all and it's and I think that's where my fear of 2021 is mm, that, you know, when I talk right mm-hmm. at the beginning, 
where I said like I have that fear of that because there's that like lull of like but it's 2021 it's all going to be new and like you like you said uh, and actually it's not especially because the world is like uh right now so that's where my like little fear of coming is to like not be too excited by yeah it's going to be a new year and do these things because of the state of the world and that actually oh fuck it's going to be tough yeah i think I think for those who it works for, use the first of the year as a marker of it's time to start a new habit. Maybe it's time to to look at things mm-hmm. through fresh eyes and try something new. I know I like, I like st- this is very typical. This is what the average person does. I like starting things on the first of a month, on the first day of the week. Like that's my, my mind operates well that way. That's like a clear demarcation between the end of something and sure. the start of something. But yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be that way, as we've already said. And it doesn't, and it shouldn't be, I would probably say, it should not be, hey, it's January 1st, I'm going to change my entire life from top to bottom all at (laughs) once. And if I haven't done it by the end of this week, I've clearly failed. Like, it really, really doesn't have to be that way. If there are a lot of things you want to try to accomplish, go back to you know, quarterly goals or six week goals. What am I going to try and do in this amount of time? Give yourself Mm -hmm. a break, but also give yourself permission to throw that shit out the window and go, you know what? I'm going to just keep fucking maintaining and we're going to have a new new year. And that's going to be when, you know, we can say that enough people are vaccinated that maybe there's no lockdowns anymore or like whatever your marker Mm -hmm. is, but you don't even have to do that either. So yeah, I, you know, when you, it's easy when you look back to think of all the things you didn't do. So let's go back to what Molly said earlier in the episode, which is to focus on the things you did do and to really think about them and to congratulate yourself for getting anything done in any, any time frame in any year, but especially in 2020. And then as you look forward and you're planning, be kind to yourself, be realistic with yourself. Um, I would say part of looking back is realizing that maybe at the beginning of 2021 or 2020, I'm sorry, you had a list of 15 things. And did you do accomplish all those 15 things? Maybe, maybe not. If not, to me, the lesson is not that you failed. The lesson is don't try to do 15 things this, this coming year. Like bring it back down to things that really matter to you, things that you're really excited about, things that you know what, that feel achievable. I think that's another thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I find that many of us, I know I'm this way and I know plenty of people, a lot of creative people who seem to feel the same way, which is um, if I'm not going hard and I don't have like a bunch of stuff I want to do, what even is the point? And that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. <laughs> that's uh, how that's how burnout happens. Um, and it is okay to go to move slower through life, through your goals, through your planning process, small changes, small tweaks to what you're already doing totally count. So yeah, as, as you, if you decide to go through a a planning process, keep that in mind as well. Um, but -hmm. yeah, I think if, even if you don't want to plan anything, I think it is good to look back and to acknowledge the things you did do. Or the things you, you know, stopped doing and that helped you along the way um, to stop doing those things. So I think that's about it. That's certainly it for me. Molly, do you have anything else you want to add to finish up? No, no. I mean, if you all start taking up knitting, then, uh, you know. I like purple. You can send me a scarf. (laughs) I've put in my request. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, you send me uh, send me a tea cozy. I don't know. Like I, you know, um, or you all decide to be, you know, knocking out the baked goods on a Saturday afternoon. At the very least, uh, tag us into some pictures. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And if you do set your goals, your intentions, your plan for the year ahead, or the quarter ahead, or the month ahead, and you share it online, definitely tag us. Let us know. You know, we we want to celebrate those with you. Even if it is something like, you know what I'm going to do starting in 2021? I'm going to get more sleep at night. Ooh, I think that's the goal we should all have. I'm pretty sure none of us are going to get up yeah. sleep. So, yeah, yeah, be kind to yourself. Be easy with yourself. Um, buy a planner. That's my yeah, only other thing. Change my life. Change my life. Um, that's uh, That's one thing I'd say. Like, this is 
this is year three of the circle planner changed my life i have and i know a lot of people are like are you mad no i i can't recommend it enough there's a bazillion out there you don't i mean i love the circle planner it works for me but there are a bazillion out there do some research look around um if you want to get the circle planner there'll be like a link in the show notes mm-hmm. right um but yeah, buy a planner. And if you find a great planner, let me know because I might have a bit of a planner fetish thing going on now. Um, and I'm always interested in seeing other people show me planner, <laughs> Like, I want to see a planner. That... Me, can I thumb through it? Can I look at the pages? Like, oh, what's in it? What does it do? Um, so, yeah, my big tip, buy a fucking planner. But for some people, that doesn't work. Make a planner. Bullet a planner. journals are a thing. Like, just have a system is what I would say. Create, create, buy, make a system to keep yourself organized. I'm here for planners too. I think there we may need to do some reviews of our preferred planners so that we can share what we know about planners. But yes, I agree. Tag us when you find a good planner because same, always on lookout for good planners. Okay, so we're going to yeah, we end know. it there. Hopefully that will tide you over until we're back, hopefully early January um, mm-hmm. with whatever our new plan is going to be, which we still have to hammer out Uh, thank y'all for listening thank you for your time your attention your everything um now and all through 2020 and since molly and i started collabing together and all of it we uh we appreciate you all and are so grateful you're part of our audience uh that's it for us bye bye Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great information at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It's at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Or follow Eroticon on Twitter or Instagram at Eroticon UK, all one word, Eroticon UK. For more tips, tricks, and help from your fellow Smut Lancers, join us at patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week. Mm-hmm.